Blog Talk Radio.
I hear a roar out of Zion. I hear a cry, saints in Judah for. I see dark clouds, but I see a light. I see an army of warriors, hope deferred with fear. I hear a voice saying, can these dry bones live?
All right. Well, praise the Lord. We're back. Welcome back to another edition of Prayer International Radio. My name is Chris Herzog. I'll be your host tonight. It's about 11 minutes past the 10 o'clock hour uh, Central Standard Time. We're broadcasting out of Garland, Texas tonight. And just wanted to thank those of you that are tuning in. Looks like we got a couple in the chat room. Um, hopefully we'll have a few call in here in a little bit. But you know, uh, today is the 29th of February. It's actually leap year. You know, it only happens every so often. So, you know, we're, we're blessed. But uh, with that being said, I just want to say this. Uh, first of all, if you need to call in, 619-638-8458. That's a call number. Feel free to go to the phone and call in. Or if you want to email us at prayerinternational at gmail.com, uh, we'll take some comments, questions, requests, concerns, testimonies, anything you got, bring it. And uh, we we'll, would we'll love to look through it and pray through it and, and uh, connect with you that way. Also, the chat room is open. If you'll just go to www.blogtalkradio.com slash prayerinternational, it should give you an option to go into the chat room. Um, you may need to have a flash player hooked up, um, and if you don't, it may be difficult to do that. So you may check into that as well. But, um, well, praise God. Just want to uh, talk about leap year for a minute. You know, this is a year, I believe, that God is going to cause some things to leap and to go forward. I believe that we will see exponential growth. Exponential um, breakthrough. And that thing will things will just kind of take off um, with a great momentum, you know. Um, with that being said, you know that song we were playing about the dry bones living. Actually, that song that was written came out of Ezekiel 37. I'm actually going to read it out of the Amplified Bible, and uh, I'll read just a little bit. But I want to talk about that, you know, and talk about what I believe this year is going to be. But Ezekiel 37 says this. It says, the hand of the Lord was upon me. He brought me out in the spirit of the Lord. He set me down in the midst of the valley. It was full of bones. He caused me to pass round about among them, and behold, there were very many multitudes of human bones in the open valley or plain, uh, speaking of the plain. And behold, they were very dry. And he said to me, Son of man, can these bones live? And I answered, O Lord God, you know. Again he said to me, Prophesy to these bones and say to them, O you dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus says the Lord God to these bones, Behold, I will cause breath and spirit to enter you, and you shall live. And I will lay sinews upon you and bring up flesh among you and cover you with skin, and I will put breath and spirit in you. And you, dry bones, shall live. And you shall know, understand, and realize that I am the Lord, the sovereign ruler who calls forth loyalty and obedient service. Now I'm reading out of the Amplified Bible. So here God comes to Ezekiel. He shows them this valley of dry bones. He says they're very dry. So he's looking at this valley full of bones. And he hears the word of the Lord speak to him. He says, can these bones live? And, of course, God's asking him a rhetorical question. 
And the prophet answered God this way, you know, Lord. And then he said to him, God spoke to the prophet in verse 4 and said, prophesy to these bones and say to them, O you dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Now listen, there's some principles. There's some keys here. You know, sometimes we go through periods of spiritual dryness. Sometimes we go through periods of what we call, you know, a valley experience. We're not on the mountaintop. Everything's not rainbows and bunnies. But sometimes we go through the valley. David called it the valley of Baca, or the, which means the valley of trouble, the valley of despair. But a lot of times we go through trouble, we go through trials, we go through valleys, we go through despair. And it causes the momentum, it causes the life of the Spirit to get zapped out of us sometimes because we get so inundated by daily activity, daily routine, circumstance. So he says to him, prophesy to these bones and say to them, hear ye the word of the Lord. Now there's something about the word of the Lord and its ability to change seasons and periods and times of dryness. See, sometimes when you're spiritually empty, when you're spiritually dry, when you're when you need refreshing, you need refueling, and you feel just parched, just like you're just laying around in the desert, good for nothing. God's principle is this: hear the word of the Lord. Verse five again. Thus says the Lord God to these bones. Behold, I will cause breath and spirit to enter you, and you shall live. Listen, if you're going through a period of dryness, if you're going through a period of dullness in your spirit, if there's something that just doesn't seem like it should be, listen, you need to hear the word of the Lord. You need to hear the word of the Lord. This is what happens when you hear the word of the Lord. Jesus said, man shall not live by bread alone, but every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. He also said his words are spirit and they are life. And here, Old Testament, God confirms that. He says, Behold, I will cause breath to enter you and spirit to enter you, and you shall live. There's spirit in life right there. When Jesus breathed upon the disciples, he said, Receive ye the Holy Spirit. He breathed on them, and breath came into them. When God formed Adam out of the dust of the earth, he breathed into man. He breathed into the dust, and man became a living soul. And there's something about the ruach, which is the Hebrew word for breath or spirit. When you look up the word spirit or you look up the word breathe or breath, you'll see a Hebrew word called ruach. And that's exactly what happens. When God breathes his spirit into something, life begins. Life takes place. And if you're going through a spell or a period or a season of dryness, a season of what feels like deadness, you need to hear the word of the Lord. You need to allow God to breathe into your spirit. Verse 6, And I will lay sinews upon you and bring up flesh among you and cover you with skin, and I will put breath and spirit in you, and you dry bones shall live, and you shall know, understand, and realize. See, there's something that happens when the word of the Lord comes into our hearts and revelation begins to take place. We begin to know, 
We begin to know him and the power of his resurrection. We begin to know him intimately. We begin to know his knowledge and his wisdom. We begin to understand, which means he begins to make our understanding fruitful. All of a sudden, we begin to see from a certain perspective. And then we begin to realize that he is the Lord, the sovereign ruler who calls forth loyalty and obedient service. And God is calling us to loyalty and obedient service. He says, look, if you'll hear my word and you'll let my spirit come in, I will put breath and spirit in you and you shall live. He says, I will lay sinews upon you and bring up the flesh around you and cover you with skin. You know, sometimes all we have is a skeleton to our faith. Sometimes our faith is nothing more than a foundation and a framework on which God's going to build upon. That's how we live is by faith. That's how we receive the things of the kingdom is by faith. But sometimes that faith just looks like a, a bunch of bones. Sometimes that faith looks like a bunch of dry bones. God says, look, I'll take your bones and I'll cover them with skin. We're still in verse 6. And I'll, I'll keep going. He says, I'll lay sinews upon you and bring up flesh upon you and cover you with skin. What's he saying? Look, all of a sudden I'll bring life in. You'll see the muscles. You'll see the tendons. You'll see the tissue. You'll see the skin. You'll see the organs. Everything that's necessary for life. Everything that's necessary to function. Everything that's necessary to carry out its assignment. And it's all so that you will know, understand, and realize that he is the Lord. And he's calling for loyalty and obedient service according to verse 6. And verse 7, amplified. So I prophesied as I was commanded. You see, he was commanded to prophesy. Prophecy, declaring the word of the Lord, speaking forth the mysteries of God. It's a command. Jesus said, go ye therefore into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. So I prophesied as I was commanded, verse 7, and as I prophesied, now listen to what happened. As I prophesied, as I prophesied, it didn't happen before he prophesied. It happened as he prophesied. So as soon as this man of God opened his mouth and began to speak and declare the will of the Lord over these dry bones, something happened. He says, as I prophesied, there was a thundering. There was a noise. And behold, I saw a shaking and a trembling and a rattling, and the bones came together, bone to its bone. And I looked, and behold, there were sinews upon the bones. Flesh came over them. Skin covered them over. But there was no breath or spirit in them. So he began to prophesy and say, you shall live. Hear the word of the Lord, and if you hear the word of the Lord, you're going to live. How is God going to do that? See, we live by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God when the words of God come forth. The spirit and life begin to enter in. The spirit and life begin to enter in. Listen, verse 9. Then he said to me, prophesy to the breath and spirit. Prophesy to the wind. 
prophesy to the breath and the spirit. Son of man, and say to the breath and the spirit, Thus says the Lord your God, Come from the four winds, O breath and spirit, and breathe upon these flames, that they may live. See, we need to begin to speak forth the will of God, speak forth our destiny, declare and decree what the Lord is saying. And as we declare and decree what the Lord is saying, the winds and the Spirit of God and the breath of God from the four corners of the earth will begin to gather. Because, see, God says in Mark 16, these signs shall follow them that believe. As it says, after he was taken up, the Lord worked with them with signs following. There's something about working with the word of the Lord. There's something about being obedient to the word of the Lord. The Bible says if you be willing and obedient, you'll eat the good of the land. So I prophesied as he commanded me, verse 10. I prophesied as he commanded me, and the breath and the spirit came into the bones. And they lived and stood up upon their feet, an exceeding great army. See, what, what he saw was a picture of death, a picture of desolation, a picture of destruction. But listen, God can take your desolate places. God can take your desert and turn it into a forest. God can take your desolate places and cause it to be abundant. God can take your dry nothing and turn it into refreshing something. Therefore prophesy, sorry, verse 11, then he said unto me, Son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel. Behold, they say, our bones are dried and our hope is lost. We are completely cut off. Therefore prophesy to them and say, Thus says the Lord God, Behold, I will open your grave and cause you to come up out of your grave. O my people, I will bring you back to the land of Israel. I'll bring you back home. If you feel like your hope is lost, you feel like your bones are dry, you feel like you're completely cut off, listen. God's spirit is blowing tonight. The winds of God are blowing tonight over dry bones. The winds of God are blowing tonight to refresh and to bring healing and to bring vision and to take what looks dead and desolate and wasted in your life and turn it around and bring life to it. Get glory out of it and use the good and the bad, the ugly, everything that the enemy meant for evil, the Lord can turn it around for good. If you love God and you're called according to his purposes, listen. You shall know that I am the Lord, verse 13. You shall know that I am the Lord, your sovereign ruler, when I have opened your graves and caused you to come up out of your graves, O my people. God says, you think your life is dead? You think you're dead? You think you're in a grave? You'll know that I'm God because I can raise you up. I can resurrect in your life what's going on. See, a lot of times we're looking for God to just fix our situation. And God says, no, I'm going to put you through a process, and then I'm going to resurrect it. All right, so let's continue. Verse 14. And I shall put my spirit in you, and you shall live, and I shall place on your own land. I shall place you in your own land. Then you shall know, understand, and realize that I am the Lord. I have spoken it and performed it, says the Lord. God says, look, not only am I going to tell you these things are going to happen, but after it's going to happen, you're going to have a revelation. So whenever I speak something, God says he performs it.
Praise God. Well, God is good. God is really good. Listen, if you're just tuning in, this is Prayer International Radio. Call in number 619-638-8458. Chat room's open. Emails on prayerinternational at gmail.com. Email anytime. Go to the website, www.prayerinternational.org. Talking about Ezekiel 37, dry bones. If you're dry, if you're thirsty, you feel like all hope is cut off. You're feeling completely destitute and desolate, discouraged. Listen, there's a wind of God that's blowing to and fro throughout the earth. There's a wind of God that's seeking out true worshipers that will worship him in spirit and truth. There's a wind of God that wants to take the dry, desolate, messed up places of your life and bring refreshing, get glory out of it, and turn your mess into your message. Tonight we're talking about dry bones. There's something about abiding in the secret place. There's something about abiding with your good shepherd. He says, I'll lead you beside the still waters. I'll make you lie down in green pastures. I'll cause a a banquet, a buffet table in the presence of your enemies. Your enemies don't get any of it, but you do. I'm just going to place blessing in the midst of it. Sometimes we're looking at our circumstances. We're looking at our enemies and our issues. And God just wants to place a blessing in the middle of it. I'll give you a banquet. Banqueting table. Praise God. And that's just it. You know, God's word going for it. And that's how we live. You can either have a defeated mentality and have that of a victim, or you could be a victor in Christ and claim your victory and realize, thanks be to God who always leads me into triumph in Christ Jesus. I'm more than a conqueror through Christ Jesus. See, God made you to win. God made you to be an instrument of refreshing. You ever notice when you have something that's dry and you put it by something that's got moisture in it, all of a sudden all that moisture is zapped out of it and absorbs into what's dry? That'll, that'll, is it, that's basically a good example of what happens when we are motivated and we're pumped up in our Christianity and we're moved by the Spirit and we're moving in the things of God and there's an anointing and things are happening. And then all of a sudden we get around certain company, we get around certain people, we, we get around people that don't talk to God, we get around people that they just want to rehearse this and rehearse that. And listen, we all go through struggles. We all go through trials and stuff where, you know, throughout the day we may find ourselves confessing the negative. It happens to everybody. What I'm learning is the more you can get a grip on that, whatever you confess, you're going to possess. Whatever you speak, you're going to get. Whatever you say, Jesus said you can have whatever you say. There's power of life and death in the tongue. So, you know, Ezekiel could have complained about the dry bones. He could have sat there and said, oh, how sad. This is the army of Israel, all dead in the desert. It's over with. But now he had a vision. 
He heard God say, look, I can resurrect this. I can resurrect this. You see, he is the resurrection and the life. He resurrected Jesus. Even in the Old Testament, the prophet who laid upon the boy, he was resurrected. Jesus went and spoke to Lazarus in the New Testament. Lazarus was resurrected. And you know, when Lazarus was resurrected, Mary and Martha were so undone and so upset and disturbed about it. They said, Lord, if you would have just gotten here sooner, our brother wouldn't be dead. You're too late, Jesus. That's what they were saying. Oh, Lord, it's over with now. You can see they, they knew him as healer. They had a revelation of his healing power because they'd seen him do miracles for years. You know what? He didn't want to be the healer that day. He didn't want to be healing that day. He wanted to show himself as the resurrection and the life. And sometimes we think we need a healing. Sometimes we think we need a blessing. And really, God just wants to take us through a process and then resurrect us. Sometimes we need to embrace that. Sometimes we need to realize So here's Mary and Martha Oh Lord If you just would have got here days sooner You're so late Our our, our brother He's so dead he, he stinks He's got an odor to him He's way past his, his point of no return But you know what Jesus is the resurrection and the life. Jesus says whatever looks impossible, he can make it possible. And we need to start standing on the word of the Lord. That's what it was. Dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. And if you're not hearing the word of the Lord, then your life will get dry very quickly. If I'm not hearing the word of the Lord, my life will get dry very quickly. To the point where I'll just be a bag of bones in the desert. You'll be a bag of bones in the desert if you don't have the word of the Lord. But if you have the word of the Lord, God can make a river come out of your desert. God can make a wilderness in the midst of your desert. God can make a flood where there seems to be not even a, a, a drop. You may not see a drop of liquid. You may not see a drop of water, but God says, look, I'm the resurrection. I will put floods on the dry ground. I'll cause springs to burst forth in the desert. I'll take desolate, wasted places, and they'll be inhabited cities. But see, God wants to take what's desolate and wasted in your life and turn it around, and, and he wants to inhabit it. He wants it to be a place for his glory. He wants to make it a house of prayer. And I'm not talking about an actual church building. I'm talking about your life, that you have a life of prayer, that you become a temple of the living God, that you give yourself unto God. You see, God didn't see a bunch of bones in the desert. He saw an exceeding great army standing up and taking their place. 
And sometimes you need to look with the eyes of faith. You need to look with the eyes of faith. And you need to begin to call things not as though they are. I'm not saying deny the fact, but I'm saying declare the promises and don't stress on the problem. Look, we all go through it. We may focus on the problem for a minute or two, an hour or two. But listen, every bit of time and attention and energy that you give to focusing on the problem, flip it around and start to use that time, attention, and energy to pray through the problem, to stand on the promises of God, to declare and decree what the Lord has said unto you. And that's what we do. We declare and decree what the Lord says to us. He can bring a Jesus freak to your fire. I'm just reading this. Amen. <laughs> you know, the Lord is good. I just wanted to talk about the dry bones for a minute because that song got me a little stirred up. That's not where I was going tonight. That's not my message or teaching or anything. I just wanted to share. I was just a little stirred up about that song, and I wanted to get into that for a minute. But that was Ezekiel 37 Amplified. If you're just tuning in, uh, check out the archives. Uh, about the first 11 minutes into 38, so for, I guess, about 28 minutes, 30 minutes, we've been talking about Ezekiel 37. You can always check out the archive if you missed it. But, you know, I really wanted to talk also Today's the 29th. It's leap year, and God wants us to leap into bigger and better things this year. What seemed like a struggle and seemed like striving, God wants us just to leap into it and to just fall into place. I want to read Proverbs 29. And uh, right now I'm going to play a song for just a little bit. Give us some time to worship, kind of get a few things together, and then I'm going to get into Proverbs 29. But this is uh, Jesus Culture. They're out of uh, Bill Johnson's church in Bethel, California. They sing a song called Where You Go, I'll Go. So wherever Jesus goes, that's where we need to go. Whatever Jesus says, that's what we need to say. Whatever Jesus does, guess what? We need to get a glimpse of it, and that's what we need to start doing. So praise God. It's Prayer International Radio. We go into a time of worship, then we're going to pray and get into Proverbs 29.
Caller number six one nine six three eight eight four five eight. This is Prayer International. Just want to take some time to go before the Father in prayer before we start up the second hour of the show. You know, uh, we were talking about Ezekiel thirty-seven, the Valley of Dry Bones. Uh, Can these dry bones live? Was kind of the song that sparked uh, that tonight. But you know, if you're going through a period of dryness, if you're going through a time. Uh, let us know. Let us know what's going on, and uh, we can pray for you. You know, the Bible says, "You who are spiritual should restore such a one in a spirit of meekness." Okay, so when when somebody falls, when somebody struggles, you know, our test of our spirituality is our ability to lift others up before the Father. So you know, if you need prayer. Feel free to call in, get in the chat room, you know, check it out. If you need to go to the email, it's prayerinternational at gmail.com. Or you can always go to the website and check out our prayer request page there. But, you know, we want to lift you up before the Father. So it doesn't look like we've got too many prayer requests in the chat room tonight, so I just want to go ahead and pray and just ask the Lord to bless us. Father, in the name of Jesus, we just give you all the praise and the glory and the honor. We just thank you. We just give you praise. Just thank you, Lord Jesus, for everything that you're doing, everything that you've done, everything you're going to do. Father, we just ask, Lord God, your blessing on the show tonight. Father, we ask, Lord God, that you're Holy Spirit would just cover every man, every woman, every child, every teenager. Father, that you would touch, Lord God, those that are here in North America, in the United States, Canada, Alaska, Hawaii. Father, we pray right now, Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, that you would touch those around the globe for Singapore, Australia, those that are listening, Lord God, from India. Africa, wherever else they may be listening, Lord. And, Father, we just thank you, Lord God, that you are touching the four corners of the earth. You are bringing a global harvest. Father, you're a global God. You're an international God. You're a global God. And what you do, Father, you do, Lord God, on a large scale, Father. And we just thank you, Lord God, that you're not limited to just our human efforts. But, Father, you put your super on our natural. And we just thank you, Father God, for what you're doing. Father, we just ask, Lord God, your kingdom come, your will be done here on earth as it is in heaven, Lord, that you would give us daily bread today, Father. Feed our spirits. Supply our every need according to your riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Father, we thank you, Lord God, that you are working the right attitude in us towards your people all the time, attitudes of forgiveness and acceptance and love, Father. Help us, Lord God, not be bitter, but help us be better. And, Father, we just thank you, Lord God, for your goodness. In Jesus' name, amen. So we're coming up to the 11 o'clock hour, Central Standard Time. We're broadcasting out of Garland, Texas tonight. I just want to actually put a little bit more worship on, give some people time to come into the chat room or come on by phone, uh, depending on how they want to listen. We're going to actually, we, uh, Sean and I used to use this song as our break, our, our halfway through the show song, and um, so we're going to do that 
But, you know, we're going to speak to some nations tonight.
Uh, well, praise God, we're back. Um, sorry about that. We had a caller call in, and uh, I was kind of going back and forth there. So just had to put a few more worship songs in. You know, sometimes it's hard to juggle uh, a couple different lines at once. So, you know, we do what we do here. As you know, sometimes it's uh, all talk. Sometimes it's all prayer. Sometimes it's a handful of people on the bridge sharing their hearts. Uh, tonight it's been a little bit of word, a little bit of worship. Um, you know, just kind of going back and forth. Main thing is, is that we just create an atmosphere for God to dwell. Create a place where God can be glorified and just give him opportunity to do what he does best. And that's moved by his spirit, touch lives, change hearts, transform bodies and minds. So we're just thankful that we can call him Father tonight. You know, we're thankful, I'm thankful, that I've got a Father in Heaven. I'm thankful that I can call out Daddy, I can call out Abba. When I need somebody to run to, he's there for me. You know, and just want to encourage you, if if you're in a season of crisis or going through situations in your life, circumstance, tribulation, trials, whatever you want to call them, first of all, without a test, you're not going to have much of a testimony. But, you know, when you're going through the fire, cling to Jesus. Don't run from him. When you're going through the storm, don't don't jump out of the boat and get swallowed up by the whale. But get, get out on the water with Jesus. You know, get out there and just seek the Lord and let him embrace you. Let him empower you. Let him encourage you. Let him equip you. Listen. Whatever you're facing, whatever challenge that you're going through, he's the one that's got the answers. He's the one that's got the goods. Listen, he says, if you call unto me, I'll answer you. I'll show you great and mighty things that you don't know. He says, if you call, I'll answer. Draw near to God, he'll draw near to you. Listen, God reciprocates. And when he sees somebody reaching out in faith, he in turn reaches out. When you stretch out your hands towards God, guess what he's going to do? Stretch out his hands over you. The hand of the Lord will be upon you. And the power and the might of the living God will overshadow you. And he will carry you through your season. He'll carry you through your situation. You know, I'm not saying that everything in your life will be perfect. But you know, no matter where you're at, what you're going through, you can trust in him. Whatever's going on in your life, you know, you can put your faith in him. And no matter what it looks like, you can put your trust in his word. You know, his words, heaven and earth will pass away, but his word will never pass away. You know, and you'll hear me talk a lot about the word. I believe it needs to be center. You know, the Bible says that we live by every word that proceeds out of his mouth. Which means if you're not full of his word, if you don't understand what he's thinking, you're not going to live. You're not going to have life. But if you allow the Holy Spirit to bring that word alive in your heart. You know, the Bible says the word of the Lord is clear. It gives insight to life. It's clear. It makes things clear. And if you can't see things clearly in your life, it's probably because you don't have a good, strong foundation in the word of God. It says the word of God in Psalm 119 is a lamp to your feet and a light to your path. And if you're not allowing the word of the Lord to come to you on a daily basis, if you're not giving in that Bible on a daily basis, 
if you're not listening for his voice daily, then your path is going to, you know, it may end up a crooked path. But see, if the Lord's your shepherd and he's leading you, listen, real quick, let's go to Psalm 23. I know I said we'd do Proverbs 29, but, you know, I just got to go with the flow sometimes. We'll get into it. It's You know, it's still there. His word will never pass away, so Proverbs 29 is not going to go anywhere. But real quick, let's go to Psalm 23. You guys have heard this a number of times, but I just want to bring some light on this situation. Psalm 23, it says, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. The Lord is my shepherd. If he's your shepherd and he's leading you, you won't want, you won't lack for anything. You may go through a season, but listen, this is the process. It's seed, so you have to sow. Time, you have to give it some time. And then a harvest. That means God makes good on his word. He's not slack concerning his promises. The deal is, a lot of times we get in the waiting process. We're in that place of time. We're in a season of waiting. And sometimes it's a frustrating situation for us. You see, patience has to have its perfect work in you. Because patience will produce that godly character. Patience will cause truth to emerge. Waiting and being patient will cause even your enemies to to come out. You'll begin to see things like they really are. But if the Lord is your shepherd and he's leading you, listen, he'll lead you beside still waters. He'll lead you beside still waters. He'll make you lie down in green pastures. He'll restore your soul. He'll lead you in paths of righteousness for his namesake. The deal is if he's leading you, your paths will be straight. Your paths will be upright. Your paths will be righteous. The deal is is this. You know, <laughs> all right, sorry, I'm just reading the chat room here, a little distracted, but uh, listen, our prayers go out, we've got Brother Alex uh, listening in tonight, I don't know uh, what his situation is, I know he just wanted to come and chill and agree with us silently, but listen, uh, our brother Alex, a uh, good brother, his name's David, and we call him Alex, we've known him for a while, but uh, this brother's out of Dallas, Texas, uh, He's a graduate of Christ for the Nations Institute, uh, plugged into a few different churches around locally, very gifted in a place of music, um, one of the most committed intercessors I know, and uh, faithful to the place of prayer. But listen, uh, we're praying for this brother, and you guys pray for him. He's got a few missionary trips coming up. Um, so, you know, we're going to just be lifting him up uh, that he can raise his support, I believe, uh you know, I think he was talking about maybe going to Ghana or, uh, uh, Ghana or something like that. And uh, I think there's some opportunity for him possibly to take another China trip. I know at one point he was going to be going to Israel as well, but I think that might have got put on hold. But, you know, I'm not really sure there. But listen, this brother, at least a couple times a year, he's taking missions trips and just doing things for the kingdom. You know, he works a full-time job, but he's faithful to, you know, be in the house of God. He's faithful to pray faithful to do this stuff. And everywhere this guy goes, people get saved. You know, and it's about Jesus. It's not about us. 
You know, uh, just want you guys to pray for Alex, pray for David. You can call him either. God knows who he is. But, um, you know, we just want to put our, our love out there and our prayers out there for Alex tonight. I know this brother's been walking with me for 22 years. It was my freshman year in high school. Uh, I'm sorry, freshman year in college. He's been walking uh, in the kingdom with me as my brother and faithful brother. Let me just put it that way. You know, sometimes uh, we have friends for a season, and sometimes we have friends for a decade. Sometimes we have friends for a quarter century, you know, sometimes for a lifetime, whatever it is. But, you know, we need to know those that labor among us. We need to thank God always in remembering them in our prayers. And so you guys pray for Alex, for David, and we don't like to give a lot of last names too often. But, you know, he's out of Dallas, Texas, freshman Nations graduate. God knows who he is. Lift him up. Let's say a prayer for Alex, and then I'm going to get into uh, I'm going to go ahead and get into uh, Proverbs 29. Father, we just give you all the praise. We give you all the glory. We give you all the honor. And Lord, we lift up our brother Alex tonight, and as our intercessor, those that are in the chat room and people are listening by archive, however, to lift him up, lift up his knees. Lord, we just pray, Father God, that you would provide by your sovereign hand, Lord, all the support that this brother needs to go to the nations, to go speaking to the nations, to go to the four corners of the earth. And, Lord, we thank you, Father God, that you're raising up men and women like Alex to go and preach the gospel, to go tell it to the nations. And, Father, they don't just do it, you know, over there or they're prompted by, you know, uh, you know, uh, missionary journeys and trips, Lord, but, but he does it here too. It doesn't matter if it's the 7-Eleven or if it's China. It doesn't matter if it's the dark bus or if it's, you know, Israel. It doesn't matter because this brother uh, preaches your work. We pray your blessings. We pray your kingdom come and your will be done in his life. In Jesus' mighty name, Lord, lead him by your spirit and provide for him in a mighty way. In Jesus' name, amen. Also, we've got some brothers in the chat room tonight. And just want to thank those of you. We've got uh, our brother Wheat Country. Uh, goes by Paul. Uh, looks like we've got Minister Grot. A little one ton was in there for a little bit. we got a guest in there as well. Hey, we want to pray for Grot. Father, in the name of Jesus, we lift up Minister Grot. We pray, Lord, that you would just minister to him in a mighty way. Bless him as he's in North Carolina, Father. Bless him as he gets uh, adjusted to the move. Bless him. Father, we just give you all the praise and the glory and the honor. Father, we just thank you, Lord God, that you're using this man of God. We thank you, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God. Bless this man of God tonight, Lord. Use him in a mighty way. Help him get adjusted while he's there in a new place. And, Lord, we just claim that territory for your kingdom. We claim divine appointments and kingdom connections for him that you would just open up the doors where men and women would just come into his life, Father, even locally there. And, Father, help him to get connected into the, the local vision there that you're calling him to. Bless his time with his family, Lord. Work out all the details there. Just reign and rule in a mighty way there, Father God. Let your Holy Spirit pour out over that home, over uh, Minister Grock and his family. Father, just use them in a mighty way. Let them feel your glory. Let them feel your peace. Let them feel your love and the fire of your Holy Spirit. Let it fill their home. 
I pray wherever this man of God goes, you would put a boldness and a confidence inside of him to declare your gospel and your kingdom, Lord. So we bless Minister Grock tonight in the chat room. Father, we also lift up our guest. Brother Ron was in uh, the chat room earlier. He goes by little one time. We just pray for him. Ask your blessings in his life. Lead him and guide him by your angels. Lead him and guide him by your Holy Spirit. And Father, just minister to him in a mighty way. Lord, we pray for our brother Paul and his wife Olivia. Father, in the name of Jesus, we just ask right now, Father, that you pour your spirit out on them, Lord. Give them ears to hear and eyes to see and hearts to obey, Father, your every word, Lord. We pray, Father, for supernatural favor, supernatural provision and blessing over their lives. And, Father God, you would cause it to rain down on them, Father, in a mighty way, in a mighty way. Father, that you would truly just have your way with them and your way with their town, the city that they live in. Father, that you would move, Lord God, and shake that place, Lord. Break the shackles. Shake the place. And, Father, in a mighty way, do what you do, Lord. We just thank you, Father, for what you're doing. We just give you all the praise and the glory and honor. We just thank you, Father. (laughs) Glory to God. Father, bless Paul, Lord. Just put that word in his mouth, Lord. Use him at promise keepers this week. Use him this week, Father, as he blesses his neighbors. Use him this week. And maybe he's going to the jailhouse. I don't know. He says, shake the jailhouse. Shake the jailhouse. About midnight when they were praying. Hey, Acts 16, 25. But about midnight as Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns of praise to God, and the other prisoners were listening to them. 26, suddenly there was a great earthquake, so the foundations of the prison were shaken, and once all the doors were opened and everyone's shackles were unfastened. Amen. Shake the jailhouse. That reminds me, we, uh, we're we going to be getting hooked up with the prison ministry. Uh, talk to a woman tonight that coordinates. And you guys pray. It's called Disciples for Christ. Look them up on the Internet. Disciples for, I think it's the number four, and then Christ. It's a jail uh, prison ministry. They do men and women's prisons. Uh, they're actually based out of our home church in Rockwall called Citywide Harvest Church. But, um, you know, just pray for them. See, you know, we lift up ministries and ministers on the show. So just remember that that's what we're here for. We're here to be a house of prayer. We're here to pray for the nation. We're here to pray for each other. So, you know, God's good. God's good. And, uh, you know, we're just thankful. We're thankful. You know, whatever capacity he wants to use us, whether it's jail ministry, street ministry, whether it's, you know, hanging out with the farmers in their overalls, just feeding them and sharing the love of Jesus, okay, bringing healing and and truth and foundation and principles in their lives, or whether it's hanging out with CEOs and prophesying and, you know, bringing them into salvation, whatever it is. From the least to the greatest, it doesn't matter. God wants us going into all the world. So whether it's the 7-Eleven or the mobile gas station, 
whether it's the grocery store or the the pulpit at church, wherever you're at, whatever abilities and the talents and giftings you have, use them to serve the Lord and do it with all of your heart. You know, a lot of times we see ministry as this glorious thing and we want to be the one in the driver's seat or we want to be the one with the the media ministry or the person that's preaching in the pulpit or whatever. But listen, if you can't start it at home, if you can't do it, if you can't pray in your room when no one sees, if you can't seek the Lord in, in private when no one sees, God says don't be a hypocrite and just do it in public when people see. But pray continually. And whatever you do in secret, God will reward you openly. It's building faith upon faith, line upon line, precepts upon precepts, going from glory to glory. Listen, this is what happens. We have an ever-increasing faith. And as we progress in the kingdom, as we grow up in the kingdom, God gives us more ability. God gives us more giftings and talents. God gives us more wisdom. God makes his voice clearer to us. You know, it's like a baby. You start him off on milk and and uh, strained peas and, and applesauce or strained carrots or whatever. Gerber baby food. If you gave a baby a, a T-bone steak, they'd choke on it. Okay, but there comes a point where all of a sudden that, that just doesn't cut it anymore. And you, as your faith grows, so does your appetite for the things of God. As the glory grows, so does the responsibility and the calling and the consecration level, sanctification level that God might call us to. And, you know, we've got dry bones in church. We've got dry bones in church. And I'm just reading what, what our weak country is telling us. You know, this is the deal. If you stay connected to your source, if you stay connected to the breath of God, if you continually hear the word of the Lord, listen, times of refreshing will come. Times of refreshing will come where you won't be dry and weary. Because listen, if you stay in the river, you know, you'll you'll end up more waterlogged than dry, but you've got to stay under the flow. You've got to stay in a constant frame of mind to get centered on the inside, to get still on the inside, no matter what's going on around you, no matter what circumstance or trial or situation you've got to take on. You know, maybe you're in the workplace 10 hours of your day and you're inundated by work all the time, but listen, you've got to get still and, and know that he is God. You've got to bring your Jesus with you to work. You got to bring your Jesus with you to the grocery store. Bring your Jesus with you when it's, you know you get home from church, and when you're in church and out of church. But you have to get so comfortable with Him that you understand His voice wherever you're at. And it's easier said than done. Believe me, it's a process. Sometimes it's a discipline. You can have a determination in your heart. You can have a desire. But unless you become disciplined in the place of prayer, in the place of communion with God, then that discipline and that desire will become a drudgery. Or you can get under the glory of God and it will become a delight. 
So praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. <laughs> you know, God's good. I'm just kind of going off to that. I don't know. You know, I didn't have any of this planned. I was going to teach Proverbs 29, and I haven't even got to it yet. So who knows? Um, <laughs> we just don't strive around here. That's one thing you'll know. We just go with the flow. That's the only way you can go is with the flow. Believe me, if, you, if you've if you ever stood in the ocean and you have the currents and the waves spilling over you, sometimes it'll actually knock you down. You know, if you've ever been in in a river and you didn't have a boat around you, you didn't have something to hang on to, listen, that river will drag you through the rocks, through the debris, through the tree, whatever's sticking up out of it. And, you know, you just can't fight it. In fact, the harder you fight it, the worse it is. And that's how the Holy Spirit, that's how the Word of God is sometimes. You know, you can either jump in and go with the flow. You can either go, you know, in the same groove, in the same flow where the Spirit's going and and find out what the Word is leading and and follow it. Or you can go against the grain. Jesus said you'll either fall on the rock and be broken or the rock will fall on you and you'll be crushed. And it's funny how God says, if you humble yourself in the sight of the Lord, he'll lift you up. But the pride goes before a fall. He says the least will be the greatest, but the greatest will actually be the least. Because you unless a kernel of wheat go into the ground and die, it won't produce fruit. A lot of times we think these are contradictions or just funny talks, you know. But unless you understand the principles of the kingdom, a lot of this doesn't make sense. You know, the preaching of the cross is foolishness to those that are perishing. But to us who believe, it's the power of God. To those of us that choose to believe in the cross, it's our life's blood, it's our life's flow, it's our healing, it's our provision, it's our everything. Because he's our source. But to the outside world that doesn't know the cross, they never accepted the blood of Jesus. They never tasted and seen that the Lord is good. They never received of his spirit. Listen, they think we're fools. See, God says he uses the foolish things of the world to confine on the wise. He says, hey, the preaching of the cross is foolishness to those that are perishing. But see, God's wisdom is higher. God's ways are higher. You've got to allow God to have his way. Only the fool says in his heart there is no God. That's who the fool is. God defines a fool. The fool says in his heart, there is no God. There's a way that seems right to a man, but the end of it's death. The way that pushes God out of the picture. The way that goes against the ways of God. The kingdoms that are built out of sand. Instead of standing on a kingdom or living in a kingdom that's built on a rock. You know, God's good. We just praise God for what he's doing. Let's go ahead and shift gears. This is Prayer International Radio. My name is Chris Herzog. I'm hosting the show tonight. Took a couple nights off. I had to take care of some things. But, you know, we've got a few on the line. We've got a few in the chat room. As long as there's two of us or more, he's in our midst. 
as long as there's two of us or more and we agree and touch anything, it'll be done according to his will. So let me let me get on with it. So we're gonna go Proverbs twenty nine, Old Testament, middle of your Bible, and then go to the right. Sometimes I get into a Bible gateway, sometimes I just open it up. Actually, I did Ezekiel 37 in the Amplified. I think I'm going to do uh, Proverbs in the Amplified, too. Here we go. Yeah. Proverbs 29. Whoever remains stiff-necked after many rebukes will suddenly be destroyed without remedy. Now, that's kind of like pride goes before a fall. We just talked about that. Listen, if you're hard-hearted, if you're stiff-necked about things, if God is constantly bringing correction into your life, Listen, there comes a time when God uses words to chasten us, and then there's a, there's kind of a fine line where he uses uh, circumstance to chasten us. And the latter of the two, well, I'm trying to follow. <laughs> I'm not sure where you guys are going in the chat room. Uh, let me know, because I have no idea. Uh, God bless everybody. <laughs> Sorry. Um, so check this out. This is what the Lord says, okay? Um, whoever remains stiff-necked after many rebukes will suddenly be destroyed without remedy. Two, when the righteous thrive, the people rejoice, but when the wicked rule, the people groan. God's looking for righteousness. Verse 3, a man who loves wisdom brings joy to his father. Listen, if you've got a spiritual father today, if you're in Christ, I want to talk to you on spiritual terms. God loves people that pursue his word. It brings joy to the father's heart when we pursue his wisdom. But the companion of prostitutes squanders as well. Realize there's Natural prostitutes that'll bring a man to nothing, and there's spiritual prostitutes that'll bring a man to nothing. All right, praise the Lord. Praise God. All right, actually, we're going to break this song and check on a caller real quick, and then I'm going to jump right back. You guys bear with me for a minute. We're going to do a short, short song, and then we're going to see what happens. Um, Praise God.
uh, different areas. But, uh, you know, hey, sometimes I get in there and I can't tell if you guys are talking in tongues or if you're just cutting up, you know. Uh, but praise Jesus, you know. <laughs> God's good. That's all I can say. So, you know, we're just giving God all the praise and the glory and the honor. Giving him all the praise and the glory and the honor. Mockers stir up the city, but the wise turn away anger. Verse 9, if a wise person goes to court with a fool, the fool rages and scoffs and there is no peace. Verse 10, the bloodthirsty hate a person of integrity and seek to kill the upright. Listen, there's people that hate righteous people. We have enemies in the kingdom. But God says, if you keep your ways pleasing the Lord, he can even make your enemies at peace with you. Remember that. If you got enemies right now, you need peace and do what pleases God. Fools give full vent to their rage, but the wise bring calm in the end. If a ruler listens to lies, his officials will become wicked. See, listen, truth, there's, there's a substance to truth. There's a stability in truth. And when things get all out of whack, it, it breaks up camaraderie, breaks up trust. It, it starts a process. So, Verse 13, the poor and the oppressor have this in common. The Lord gives sight to the eyes of both. If a king judges the poor with fairness, his throne will be established forever. Verse 15. A rod and a reprimand impart wisdom, but a child left undisciplined disgraces his mother. A rod and a reprimand impart wisdom, but a child left undisciplined disgraces his mother. See, God chastens those he loves. God chastens those he loves. When the wicked thrive, so does sin, but the righteous will see their downfall. Discipline your children, and they will give you peace. They will bring you delight. They will bring you desire. Where there is no revelation, the people cast off restraint. But blessed is one who heeds wisdom's instruction. Listen. Verse 18 says, where there is no vision, the people perish in the King James. Now listen, remember this. There's two two parts of that. Where there's no vision, people perish. You've got to have an assignment in God. But if there's no people, the vision perishes. If there's nobody that can get on board and allow their giftings and abilities and then obey God in, in certain things, look, you could have the biggest vision in the world, but if you don't have any people to help you carry it out, you don't have anything. And you can have all the people in the world by your side, but if you don't have any motivation or assignment for them, then you don't have anything. Verse 19. Servants cannot be corrected by mere words. Though they understand, they will not respond. Some versions say fools. Listen, fools don't get corrected by words. Sometimes they have to have that rod. Sometimes they have to have that circumstance. We talked about that. Verse 20, do you see someone who speaks in haste? There's more hope for a fool than for him. Jesus said we'd be justified and condemned by our words. That's why it's important. We're careful how and what and why we speak. Speak with the right motive. Why? Okay, speak the words of God. Speak the truth in love. What? That's the what. And how? Don't be hasty in your words. A servant tempered from youth will turn out to be insolent. Yeah, don't be spoiled. Don't be spoiled. 
An angry person stirs up conflict, and a hot-tempered person commits many sins. Pride brings a person low, but a lowly spirit gains honor. See, we just talked about that. Pride comes before a fall. But a lowly spirit, a humble spirit, gains honor. The accomplice of thieves are their own enemies. They are put under oath and dare not testify. Fear of man will prove to be a snare, but whoever trusts the Lord is kept safe. Many seek an audience with the ruler, but it is from the Lord that one gets justice. The righteous detest dishonor, the dishonest, and the wicked detest the upright. Think about that. Fools hate the wicked, or fools hate the righteous, and the righteous detest the fool. And that's just how it is. But you know, we're just thankful tonight. We've got about four minutes, so we're going to be wrapping it up. But listen, I just wanted to get through Proverbs 29. If you need to, go back, meditate on it. Check it out. <laughs> Praise God. Well, God's good. God's good. So, you know, just want to thank those of you that are listening tonight. Brother David out of Dallas. Got Minister Grock, I believe he's in North Carolina. Got Wheat up in Kansas City. And those of you that have been in and out tonight a little one time and a few guests, a couple other callers called in. Listen, we're thankful. And we're just glad that you're here tonight. You know, uh, let me pray for you and we'll wrap it up. This is Prayer International Radio. My name is Chris Herzog. We'll be back same time, same place, 10 p.m. to 12 a.m. Central Standard Time. And, you know, we're doing this for God's glory. But tonight, we just want to bless Israel. Psalm 122 says, pray for the peace of Jerusalem. So we pray for their peace. We pray for their prosperity. We pray for their protection, Father, in Jesus' name. Father, we're going to go out and worship. So we just pray, Lord, your blessings upon everybody. We pray your blessings upon everybody. And uh, we're just thankful, Lord, for all your goodness. We're thankful for all your goodness. We're thankful for all your blessings. We just give you all the praise and the glory and the honor. In Jesus' name, amen.
Everybody's scared to death When they decide to stay 